Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. So you did what most people call a mistake. Yet, you know, it wasn't a mistake. You knew what you were doing. You cheated on your spouse. Now you've been caught and you're trying to decide, what do I do next? Do I try to put the marriage back together? Is it possible to put it back together? Or should I just go ahead and leave because of what's happened? Well, those are important questions to talk about. And we'll do that in just a moment. This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International. Hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert, Dr. Joe Beam, and CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research-based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio. I'm Dr. Joe Beam with MH International, along with Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, the leader of our organization. And we're here on Relationship Radio talking about a different topic every session. And this particular session is about what if you were caught cheating? Stay with us to the end of this program because we have a free resource for you that we are convinced will actually help you in your marriage relationship. Now, Kimberly, most of the time we hear from the person who's trying to decide whether or not they want to stay in the marriage. In other words, the spouse who caught their spouse cheating. We hear from them a lot more. But we do hear from people who say, I was the one who cheated. I went out on my spouse. I did what I shouldn't have done. And so to those people, I think we have a very good message to help you understand the path forward. Because the fact that you did cheat may be telling you, I'm not sure what I want in life. So, Kimberly, what's one of the first things we would recommend? You've been caught cheating. You're trying to make up your mind. What will you do next? If that is the person listening to this, then I first want to say to them, thank you for taking the time to think about that and make a good decision. We have worked with a lot of people in the past where they have been the one who has had the affair, but because they feel so guilty about it, they feel like they can't undo the pain and the harm that they've caused. There's this feeling of let let me just move on to let me go ahead and do the divorce, not even necessarily because I don't want to try and make it work. I just don't think I can repair the harm that I've done. But what we have seen so many times is that people really can forgive what has occurred, Mm -hmm. strengthen their marriage and move forward to have something better than they even ever had before. So the first thing that I would say to a person who has been caught cheating is really take the time to decide, do you want to make this marriage work and try not to let your feelings of how you feel maybe about yourself in this moment 
dictate the decision that you make about that. Very good point, because sometimes people are questioning, well, am I really committed to this marriage if I actually did that? Mm. So maybe it's telling me something about the relationship with my spouse. Maybe it should end. Sometimes they think like that. Or as you already pointed out, I don't know if he or she can ever forgive me. Or the other part of that, I don't know if I can ever forgive me. Well, we can point out to you that we have worked with literally thousands and thousands of situations just like yours, because we've been doing this for decades. And we can tell you that if you just stop thinking about the emotions you feel, positive or negative right now, and try to be as logical as you can, we talk about a principle called 10, 10, 10. There's actually a book out there about it, by the way, which is interesting. But in the 10, 10, 10, we say, think about how am I going to feel about this in 10 days, 10 months, and 10 years? Because you see, whatever emotion you're feeling at this very moment is not what you're going to be feeling 10 years from now. As a matter of fact, may not even be what you're feeling 10 months from now, even though it could be what you're feeling 10 days from now. So don't think just short term, think long term. Look at all the years you've put into this marriage. Look at all that you have invested into it. Look at who you were before you committed this particular act of cheating and think, which person do I want to be? The person I was before who was faithful to my spouse or the person that I was when I did that thing who was unfaithful to my spouse. And by thinking those things through, if you decide that you want to put the marriage back together, we're telling you. It's highly doable, no matter how upset your spouse is with you right now, no matter how upset you are with yourself right now, no matter how much you doubt the relationship you have with your spouse right now. If you make a decision, wait a minute, the long-term best result for me, for my spouse, if you have children for them as well, is to try to put this back together, then we want to help you do that. Of course, if you choose to leave, that's your option. You can do that if you wish. But the first thing you really need to decide as best you can, do I really want to try to make this marriage work? Now, that decision may waver at times because you're a human being. But do I really want to make this marriage work? And so, Kimberly, let's say that they do. Okay, I'm going to make it work if at all possible. What's the very next thing we would recommend that they do? So the the very next thing that needs to happen is that you have to deal with what has happened. An affair has occurred. And so you shouldn't try and push it under the rug or not talk about it or bury it and act like you should go forward like everything is fine and nothing ever happened because something did happen. So you need to work through it and talk about it. And we'll talk a little bit more about how to do that in just a minute. But the first thing that you need to do is recognize and admit any untruths, any lies that you have put on the table and then go and make them right. Now, the next point we're going to get to really, really talks about how to do this as well. But the bottom line of what you want to do is realize where did you lie to your spouse and where do you need to go and apologize and tell the truth. Yeah. Several years ago, I was on the Montel Williams show back when he still had that nationally syndicated talk show. And I was trying to explain it to him. And I said, understand this, the truth shall set you free. Because you see, if there's a lie on the table, if it's out there, you never know when it's going to come back and bite you in the rear end. Because as long as the lie is out there, there's something that can do harm to you. Now, you might be saying, but wait a minute, I don't want to tell the truth because of the fact I don't even want to face up to what I did. We understand that. We really do. But one thing we hear more than anything else when working with a spouse who has been cheated on is besides what he or she did, it's the fact that he or she lied to me. 
And they make a big deal about that. I mean, my trust was broken. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't like what happened. That was terrible. That was bad. That was evil. But but it really hurts me that I was lied to. And so we mm-hmm. suggest to you that if you're going to do this, that you tell the truth, that you don't lie about anything. Now, we have another point, which we'll make finally here before we answer a couple of questions. And Kimberly, as people are answering these questions as they're dealing with these things, there are a couple of things that need to remember that that's our third point here, right? And what would that be? A lot of times humans, when they go to apologize about something, we can have a tendency to justify what we're about to apologize for. So in the case of an affair, since that's what we're talking about, it could be that what you want to say is, listen, I was stressed. We had just had a kid. Work was crazy and we weren't really happy. You and I both know that. And so I went off and had an affair and I shouldn't have, but maybe if things had been different, it wouldn't have led to that. That is not what you want to say. That is the opposite of a good way to handle this situation. Instead, what you want to say, and you have to figure out what what makes sense for you and how to word it, but the the premise you want to get across is what I did was wrong. Full stop. I'm not going to explain my away my behavior. I mean, there can be explanations later yes. as your spouse is seeking to maybe understand why it happened, right. but it should never be done as a justification. Those are two different things. What I did was wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm not and I'm not allowing anything to to say that I did the right thing. I am a I am saying it was wrong. I apologize. And take I'm saying it was wrong. I apologize. Will you forgive me and not have that tied to anything else. Exactly. Later in the process, and, and this is a process, it actually is a process. It's one of the things we teach at our workshop. That's when, when you're reconciling, when forgiveness is happening, that's when you can talk about the things that may have led up to it, mm-hmm. but it's only done after there is no justification allowed right. in your apology for what you have done. Because it sounds as if you're not taking responsibility. It's somebody else's fault. It's amazing that human nature is when people accept responsibility, we're much more likely to forgive than when we feel like they're trying to make an excuse for what they did. Earlier, I mentioned the word mistake. Sometimes people react negatively to that. No, it was not a mistake. You knew what you were doing. And so that's part of the process here. Be sure to tell the truth, as Kimberly said. At the same time, don't try to look like or appear in any shape, fashion, or form that you're justifying it in any way. Do understand that the other person is hurt. So don't try to just blow it off because that makes them even angrier. Try to understand the pain that they have. And another couple of things that if we had time, we had discussed, but we don't in this particular program that we do teach very thoroughly in our workshop is how that you don't beat yourself up in the process. If you start saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, over and over and over again, you begin to program each one of you to think of you as being no good, that you don't have any character or integrity. Now, realize you might be thinking, well, what I did was out of character and integrity. Yes, but that's not who you are inside, hopefully, and who you're going to be in the future. So don't beat yourself up and don't answer questions. Ask not to answer questions that create a visual because having that vision in each other's minds about what happened, those are not good. Now, you can find more about those things as we go through and talk about other things, not only in this program, but other products that we have, other offerings we have to help you with that. But I wanted to let you know that it's more than just taking responsibility. There are several things involved in this, but taking responsibility is a big, crucial part of that. 
Well, Kimberly, we have a couple of questions here, and uh, we don't have a lot of time on these programs. So if people wanted to find out more, and I'm sure you'll tell them about this a little bit later as well, how can they find out more about how to do the things we're talking about just before we answer some questions here? With this type of situation where there may be one spouse who's had the affair, they're trying to figure out how to work past it, maybe even trying, still trying to decide if they want to save their marriage. Our workshops are so effective and helpful at letting each person see what the future could be for the marriage, help both of them make a decision, but also help both people understand the things in the past that have gone wrong. Maybe the things that, that weren't quite what they should have been in the marriage that, that led to unhappiness occurring that led to many different things happening. Again, affairs are never justified, but affairs are rarely the core issue in the marriage when an affair happens. And so we can really help couples understand why those happen, how to prevent it from ever happening again, and realize that it's common. Many marriages are affected by an affair. Yours is not alone, but there is hope for it. You can find out more about those workshops that we do. We have them online and we have them in person every so often as well, but they are incredibly effective, over a 70% success rate at saving marriages. And you can find out more about those in our show notes below, or you can go to marriagehelper.com and you can click on the workshops tab on the top of the homepage and you can find out more about them there. Yes, we obviously can explain in much, much greater detail and where it becomes very understandable in three days, whereas here we only have 30 minutes. So Kimberly, let's talk about the first question that came in here. Is there a chance of reconciling my marriage? I'm really not sure that I know why I cheated. I don't know if my wife can forgive me or even if she should. I really do want to save our marriage. You know, it's interesting in his question that he said he doesn't know why he cheated. But the the sentiment I'm hearing in his question is, I, I mean, he even said it. I want to save my marriage. I don't know why I did this. Is there hope? The answer to that is yes, there is hope. But it takes him at this point doing the things that he can do in order to win his wife's trust back. So just like you said at the beginning, a lot of times the spouse who's been hurt by the affair, it's it's the betrayal. It's the, you lied to me. I don't know if I can trust you. How can I trust you now? And so you we mentioned at the beginning, you need to tell the truth, but that doesn't just mean telling the truth about the things that have happened, although that's part of it. But it means telling the truth about the things now and going forward, mm. being a trustworthy person, being a person who you're willing to be held accountable. And so it, I don't know. We can't really know from this question how involved his wife is at this point mm-hmm. in talking to him and in, in wanting to do anything with him. But the best thing that he can start doing is, is what we said before, telling the truth. I don't know why I did this. I would love for you to explore with me, go to this workshop together. Let's see if we can put this back together and go from there. What would you add to it? Oh, I think that's exactly right. Everything that you just said. Understand a couple of things, though. Don't demand that your spouse forgive you and put it back together. As a matter of fact, your spouse right now is trying to make some decisions of his or her own. Therefore, do not be pushing them. Well, you know, you're a religious person. Therefore, you have to forgive me and give me grace and mercy. Don't do that. Don't try to manipulate them. Don't try to control them. You just put yourself in front of them, basically saying, I messed up. 
but I still would love to put this marriage back together. Now, expect them to be angry and do not react to their anger. Expect them to be hurt and try the best you can to understand that hurt. So reconciliation is possible, but not because you're going to change your spouse. Reconciliation is possible because of the fact that you're going to change you and become the best you you can possibly be. And you're going to be extremely sensitive to the pain that your spouse feels. So if you understand that and don't try to push it and take the time, as Kimberly just pointed out, to rebuild the trust, which will take a while to do, then yes, it can be reconciled. We have seen it happen again and again and again. Two out of every three couples that come to our intensive three-day workshop are there because of an affair, either his or hers or both. And as Kimberly pointed out just a, a few minutes ago, the success rate we see in people being able to save their marriages is over 70%. Now, that's far higher than marriage counseling, and we're not trying to put marriage counseling down here, but that's far higher than marriage counseling. But we can help people, including you, figure out why did it happen, okay, without justifying it, and then figure out what do we do now, and then what do we do after now. And so, yeah, absolutely. We have seen it again and again and again. So many times, Kimberly, that often everybody else has given up on them. Their counselors told them to divorce. Their families are all saying there's no hope. And now they're still happily married years later because of the fact that we helped them work through that process. Now, we're not saying we're magic. There's no magic to it. It's work. There's no magic phrase, no magic action. There's some work to do. But yes, it can be salvaged if you're willing to do the work it takes to make it work. Is it possible for me to love my husband again after I cheated on him? He allowed me to come back to the marriage, but I feel like I only came back because it was the right thing to do. I've been back for eight months now, but even after all this time has passed, I don't feel in love with him at all. What should I do? So Kimberly, we have a lady here saying, I came back because I felt it was the right thing to do, but I don't feel I'm in love with him. And it's been eight months. Now, implied in that is she's thinking, by now, I should be feeling this great love for him or something should have changed dramatically. And so she looks at that and goes, is it possible to love him again? That's the ultimate question here. And the answer to that is? Yes. Yes, it absolutely is possible to fall in love again. We actually have another episode we'll link to in the show notes where you and I did talk about love. And this was this was just recently. And it was interesting as I was listening to the question, I thought, so you've done step one, you've come back together, you have at least made the decision that I'm going to try and do something to put this marriage back together. But if you're not actively doing more to grow love, to nurture the love, to work on bonding together through, through commitment, through doing things together, through being vulnerable and open with each other, through having fun together, all of those things that matter. If you're not actively doing that, then love isn't just going to grow on its own. It needs to be pursued. It needs to be intentionally done. It's not a feeling, although we can feel it as a feeling. It is an action. It is commitments that you do, behaviors that you have that end up growing a connectedness between two people. So the answer is yes, you can grow love again. You can fall in love again, 
And it starts with going through the process of falling in love, which we teach, right, Joe? We call it the love path. Call it the love path. And the fact that you think, okay, eight months, we should have it by now. I understand how you feel that way. But you see, it takes a while to develop intimacy. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about openness, transparency, and vulnerability. It takes a while to redevelop it. And it takes a while to redevelop commitment. Now, passion can actually be developed more rapidly than the other two, but it can come and go. It can ebb and flow. And so we look at this and go, okay, I realize that for you, eight months, probably you're thinking is a long time. But we deal with a lot of marriages, and we're telling you that eight months, eh, you're still in a healing period. You're healing from what happened. Both of you are. And so we don't panic that you don't feel this great, tremendous thing about love right now. But there is a love path. There really is. We talk about it in our workshops. I've written about it in a book. And this particular love path, if people follow it, then it leads them to fall in love with each other again. Now, don't try to match it to whatever emotions you felt during the affair. Because when you're doing something that's temporary and that's out of the ordinary, emotions tend to be more intense than they are in reality. In other words, if I'm doing this one thing and I shouldn't be doing it, then I can have intense emotions. But if I get back into the real world, real world emotions aren't those ecstasy spikes. They're deeper. They have more meaning. They feel good within and they hold people together where they feel fulfilled and satisfied. So if you're looking for the cocaine rush, <laughs> you're not going to get it unless you use cocaine, which we definitely recommend that you not do. If you're looking for a deep love, then it will come back. It can come back. And so can you be in love with each other again? Yes. Will it be the exact same emotion you felt while you were having the affair? Probably not. But that emotion would have disappeared with time Anyway, as a matter of fact, maybe it did. Maybe that's part of why you came back. We aren't built to live in constant ecstasy. We're built to live in constant relationship where it's meaningful. I know this person loves and cares about me and I love and care about him or her. And that gives us the fulfillment that we can apply to all kinds of things in all parts of our lives. So definitely, without a doubt. So Kimberly, it's time for a key takeaways. What would they be from this program? The first is if you have had an affair, decide what you're wanting to do about your relationship. If you have already decided, I want to make my marriage work. Great. We are a hundred percent behind you on that. And we will do what we can to help you get there. So please go and see what we can do. Get involved in one of our workshops that we have at Marriage Helper. We would love to help you do that. But if you're the person saying, I still don't know, I'm this woman who I don't have the feelings that I thought I would have towards my spouse, then we can help you with that too. But what we ask you to do is to consider the impact of your decision, not just on how you would feel about it, but how will it affect your family, your kids, your spouse, your life long-term by leaving now? A lot of times people realize there's way more they would lose than they would gain exactly. by leaving their marriage. Mm -hmm. The second is to always tell the truth, get rid of any lies that are on the table and be honest with your spouse. And then third, don't justify what you have done. And this applies to even if you decide to not make the marriage work, mm -hmm. it is still healthy for the relationship. And if it's going to be a co-parenting relationship long-term for you to have the lies off the table, to apologize for what you've done to hurt the other person mm -hmm. and to do what you can, if you choose to repair the relationship going forward. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Take away summary there. I like that. 
We have a free mini course that we are offering to all of our listeners of this podcast, and it's called the How to Fall in Love Again mini course. Hmm. Another way that we have termed it is how to get your spouse back mini course. Now you might be thinking, but I'm listening to this and I'm the one who doesn't know if I want to make the marriage work. What you're going to learn in this mini course applies to you because we begin teaching you the very fundamental things that you need to do at the beginning of restoring a relationship to make it work again. So even if you're still trying to decide what you learn in this free mini course will be applicable to you. And if you have decided, but maybe your spouse is so hurt by what you've done that they won't even be talking to you, then you definitely want to get involved with this mini course because you will learn things you begin, you can begin doing now to change the communication that you're having with your spouse, to soften what's going on, to become a more attractive version of yourself and ultimately hopefully restore your marriage. You can get that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Also, be sure that you follow this podcast on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are loving what you hear every week, please give us a review as it helps us to reach even more people who need hope for their marriage. Well, what if you do everything you know how to do and things just don't work? Like you've been standing for your marriage, you've been trying to put it back together, but it seems as if rather than getting better, it continues to get worse. Is there ever a time when you just say, that's it, we need to pull the plug, we we need to stop the life support, we need to go ahead and let this marriage end because it's going to be better for everybody, including me. Does that time ever come? Actually, it can. Now, we're pro-marriage. We try everything we can to help people save their marriages. But may there come a time when the marriage will end? Yes. But how do you know when to make sure you're not doing it prematurely, that you've really given it your all? Well, that's what we'll talk about at our next Relationship Radio. We look forward to seeing you then. Thank you, Kimberly, and thank all of you who have been watching or listening to this program. When I found out about the affair, it was the biggest shock uh, I could have ever heard. Just never saw anything coming. I just remember feeling in, in those first days like, what has been real? We ended up divorcing. I still remained in that relationship. Everything really did die for me. All hope, uh, any kind of reconciliation. Like to, to my mind, at that point, it, it was over. Marriage Helper was that, that last chance. When reality started coming back, I started realizing Jordan wasn't really the bad guy that I thought he was. When I finally was able like I was bold enough to say, no more relationship. Five days later, I found out that I was pregnant. I just felt like that destroyed any hope um, that I had of reconciling. I actually called him just to tell him, hey, um, just out of respect, I don't want you to hear it from anyone else, but I'm pregnant. To my mind, it's like, okay, like, is that a good thing? Like, were you guys trying? Like, like, I, it was cut off from me. And I said, well, do you want to hear my heart or do you just want to leave it at that? So I had no expectation that he would accept me back. But it was when he said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll hear your heart, that we were able to talk. And that night, like, we talked for three hours on the phone. It was so miraculous. Um, he was the absolute safest place that I could have gone to, to share this news. 
and he just, he really did listen to my heart. And um, he he was able to, to say what he thought and felt, and I was able to listen to his heart. And so it was just um, a beautiful conversation. That was the beginning of reconciliation. Eight months later, my name was going on the birth certificate. The rest is history. Marriage is marriage. It, we, we continue to to work through things as a married couple, but there's so much more freedom today, so much more hope and faith in our marriage today. It's it's just, it's remarkable. Yeah. The respect and the love that we feel as we're working through those challenges this time, as much as we would not want to go through what we went through again, we wouldn't go back. We would not go back to our first marriage. Yeah. Fear. Um, and, and doubt and suspicion has a way in crisis uh, of just totally clouding and, and, and keeping us from seeing what's on the other side. Look at what Marriage Helper does. There is hope. There is hope for you. I know you might feel like all hope is gone, but there is always hope. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. If you would like immediate help for your marriage situation, then click on the link on the screen to schedule a free marriage strategy call with one of our team members. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.